This is Susan Wilbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, Bright Soul. Thank you for joining me on another beautiful spring day. How are you doing? First of all, I want to say thank you for everyone, to everyone, and for everyone who has taken the time out to leave reviews and comments and just connect. I really appreciate it. And thank you to those of you who wiped down gym equipment. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I've noticed more and more people are wiping down equipment as I continue to go to this gym. I actually went to a yoga class, which was just... I just can't with people. I'm telling you, the public is so tough sometimes. And I'm super sweet and polite and I'm a compassionate person. But I really like Yoga Nidra. I've mentioned it before on this podcast. So I like Yin Yoga, Yoga Nidra, because I push myself physically in the gym all week long. And the more restorative postures are really lovely for me. It's a nice treat for my body. So I had gotten into yoga nidra. Yoga nidra is really just focusing your mind. It's their mindfulness practices. You're in a a supine position or corpus pose or shavasana or whatever you want to call it. And your mind is being focused into various parts of your body to relax your body. And it's really just a beautiful, beautiful practice that I really enjoy. So I found this yin plus yoga nidra class. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do that. So... I go to the class and it's in a space that I hadn't been to before, but it's a really beautiful space. And the instructor was so sweet and she was great. And the people in the class were great. It was a very small space and it was a small class. There were six women, including myself. And then after the class started, this man came in. By the way, men who listen to my podcast, if you want to find conscious, open, health-minded women go to a freaking yoga class or a breathwork class because we're happy to have you in there. We need to have men who are open to doing more receptive practices, who are into emotional maturity, emotional connection. All of us possess masculine and feminine qualities. In any case, so this man comes late after the class had started, but it was fine. He went to the back of the class and he was disheveled. And of course, you know, she's trying to guide us into practices with using the yoga strap and the blocks. And of course he doesn't have any of those things. So she's going to the back to give him all the things that he needs. Fine. No worries. So the first part of the practice was a yin practice. So it was really deep hold poses for three to six minutes to connect you with your body and relax. So we get to that piece and she's starting it like, try not to fall asleep. We want you to actually do the mindfulness practices and connect with your body. Guys, one to two minutes into it, The man is in the back snoring, okay? And it's a small, it is a small room. He's sawing logs back there. (laughs) I'm like, this is unbelievable, dude. So men, if you go to these types of classes, don't do that, okay? Because it was so irritating to me. It was funny, but it was also irritating because it's actually pretty rude. I mean, it's one thing to fall asleep, but when you're snoring, and I'm not talking about like a little heavy breathing. I'm talking about, Saw on logs, very distracting. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> so I kept wondering, is she going to go back there? Because, you know, if it were me, I would have nudged him and said, hey, buddy, 
you're disturbing the rest of the class. I mean, people pay for this class, you know, but of course we're all in this type of work. It's all, no, whatever happens is perfect. And, you know, we're just going to go with it. And of course I still got a really deep practice. I was able to like really relax into my body, but it required so much more focus. And the point of me going was because I didn't want to have to focus. (laughs) I wanted to be able to relax and enjoy this thing. And then this man in the back, and I'm thinking to myself, how tired do you have to be to fall asleep within one to three minutes? It was ridiculous. But anyway, that's, I'm not even going to rant about it. I'm just saying, men, if you want to meet conscious, mindful, spiritually connected women, Hey, go to a yoga class. And again, this was a yin yoga and a yoga nidra class. So you don't have to be ultra flexible and it's not really intense yoga. It's gentle restorative yoga, which I think all of us could use in this time of massive adrenal fatigue and stress that we've all been going through. But if you do go, don't go in the back and snore. Please don't do that. (laughs) Gosh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he came, but that's quite rude and disruptive and Again, I'm sure he probably was just tired and didn't mean to and all those things. But honestly, again, the world is a little bit off kilter and off balance. So please try to be respectful of other people's experiences if you do go because that was just over the top. And it was pretty funny because I can't deal with snorers. I won't date someone that snores. I'm not going to be married to someone that snores. I mean, I guess I could date someone that snores, but I cannot sleep in the same room with someone that snores because I'm a very light sleeper. I used to not be, but after my daughter was born... Something changed with me, and now I'm a very light sleeper. So I cannot be with someone that's sawing logs all night. That's just disruptive. So um, anyway, rant over, rant over. (laughs) Okay, so for the topic for today, I want to talk about signs that your vibration is high. And these may be things that you are not consciously aware of. They may just be things that happen to you that you might be a little bit frustrated over because it's not always the most pleasant things, but I will say over the years, these are things that I've learned to just deal with as someone who walks through life with a higher vibration. And the rant that I just told you, you would think my vibration's not that high. I've walked through the world thinking, look, I'm a regular person and I'm very authentic. and I'm honest. I'm in this body. I aspire to be the most enlightened person on the planet, but I also know that I'm extremely flawed And that I am in the body and I'm experiencing life however it is that I experience it. And I don't deny those things. I'm not going to over-spiritualize life. And that's one of the things that's frustrating sometimes with people that are in the industry that I'm in. This is something that I hear over and over. And this is one of the reasons why I believe I'm a bridge for people who want to be practical and spiritual. And not only spiritual because to me, I believe that it's important to have both Because if I'm not relatable, I can't reach anyone. And that's the problem. So in my industry, that's very logical based and very structured. There is a stereotype that the type of energy healing work is out there. It's, you know, foo-foo, it's ungrounded, it's crazy. But because I am very grounded in practicality and relatable, they will actually listen to me and be open to experience it because there's a level of relatability and trust. So I said all that to say, because I am authentic and practical, and I'm not saying that people that are just on the spiritual spectrum spectrum are not authentic because I'm sure that they are. But what I'm saying is, is that I've made a practice of living both 
So I've made a practice of being balanced in the middle. I'm not always that way. I can get really ungrounded, especially when I'm doing channeling work or working with private clients. I do a lot of work to open my upper chakra so that I can pull in that information for my clients. But in everyday waking life, if I'm at work, I can't do that because that would make me unbalanced and unable to actually focus and function in my physical body, which is the whole point of me being alive and in my body. So that is why I wanted to bring this up to you because over the years, this has really been patterns in my whole life. There have been signs that I was unaware of that my vibration was higher, even though because I'm so flawed, I would think my vibration is not higher, but it's because of the path and purpose on my life and the things that I've done to cultivate this light and this energy healing and the channeling and all this psychic stuff, all this stuff that I've done over the years, it doesn't matter how I'm showing up in the moment. The light is still there because it's in me. So when it's in you, it radiates outward, whether you're aware or if you want it to or not. So there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. The first thing that happens is people stare at you. And this has been a pattern for as long as I can remember. In fact, I tuned it out a long time ago because it happened so much. But my daughter, it irks her so much about the staring. So she'll bring it out like, oh my gosh, everyone's staring at us. Oh, it drives me nuts. Well, I initially, I used to think, okay, well, people are staring because my daughter's biracial. So, you know, when I was dating or married, you know, I marry someone that looks like me and I'm dating someone that looks like me. And then my daughter is biracial. So I was thinking, oh, well, they're just curious about the dynamic there or something. I don't know. But Honestly, this happens when she's by herself and when I'm by myself. So it really doesn't have anything to do with our dynamic. I mean, it's worse when we're together, but people don't think that she's my daughter (laughs) because she's got brown skin. And so um, for whatever reason, even though she's got like my facial structure and everything, people just typically assume that she's not my daughter, especially now that she's 18 and our dynamic together, people think we're friends. What's interesting about this is it's gotten even more intense over the past few years now through this whole pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, nonsense. My daughter and I have been getting spiritual work done every single month. So not only are we doing, I mean, she's not doing it to the extent that I am because she's a teenager and it's not her focus. doesn't matter. She's still getting it done because I have someone working on her every month. Plus all the work that I do and her being around me and living with me. I mean, it's just inevitable that that's going to happen. So the staring is so intense that it gets uncomfortable and it bothered me so much. And then I started realizing that it's just because they're drawn to the light because here's the thing, even now in the morning. So I exercise in the morning. So on the days that I choose to go to the gym, I'm in there at 4 30 AM between 4 30 and 5 AM in the morning. Okay. I don't do gym makeup. This is my daughter was like, do you do gym makeup? Uh, no, I do not put on makeup to go to the gym. It's just not that serious to me. I understand some people do, but honestly, I don't care. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't. And so I wake up and brush my teeth and wash my face. My hair goes into a bun and I put my clothes on and I'm out and I have everything laid out the night before. Even then I will get stared at. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know why you're staring at me. I'm an average person. I don't stand out in any way. There's nothing about my physicality that would cause me to stand out in any way, but I'm stared at. And 
my daughter mentions the same thing, like she's stared at. So anyway, that's one of the signs that you're stared at. People just stare at you. They can't help it. They're captivated by you and has nothing to do with your physicality. It really just doesn't matter. They're just drawn to what's inside you, but they don't know anything about it. The second thing is people are naturally drawn to you. So this manifests in two ways. This is something that's happened to me indefinitely. I can't even trace it. I mean, just as long as I can remember is that so I tend to go to places early. I'm an early riser. So part of my pattern in life is that I'm ahead. So usually I figure things out and I am ahead of people. By the time they catch up, I've already moved on. So I'm usually out front and it's not by choice. It is just the way it's been. So let's just say I go to a store at 8 a.m. There's no one in there and I'm almost done. I turn around, it's packed. Same thing happens with grocery lines. I'll be in the grocery line. I'm you know, I don't know, second person in line, I look behind me, there's like 20 people behind me, happens at restaurants. Um, We go to a restaurant, we're the first one in, we're eating, all of a sudden, there's a bunch of people around us, it happens. And it's kind of irritating, because I don't really like crowds or to be around people. The reason why is because people tend to, they gravitate and suck my time. I've gotten better about that with, with boundaries. But it happens to my daughter, too. Um, I used to notice it in when she was younger, I'd notice it and maybe say something here and there. But now she always notices it. It's like, man, every time we go somewhere, it gets crowded. So it's not crowded. And then it is. But here's the other thing I would kind of think, well, that's kind of weird. But this is also happening in places. So for example, I've been testing this out. So when I go to a gym or to a class, um, I will go to a space where there isn't anyone because I like space and I don't want people in my space. I'm very private. I'm an introverted extrovert. So if I'm going and I'm focused on something, you know, I don't go to the gym to exercise my jaw muscles via talking. I go to the gym to exercise my physical muscles to get stronger. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not friendly, but I'm usually, you know, I've got a set amount of time and there's things I want to get done and I want to get it done and leave. You know, you see people that go to the gym and they just stand around and they talk. Okay. I can do that you know, after work when I'm done. So I've intentionally been on days that I go and do cardio, I will pick a piece of equipment. And I mean, there's rows, like 20, 20 something machines all spread out in a row, very spaced out. So I'll go like on one extreme where there is no one on that end. And I'll pick that equipment. Five minutes in the stuff around me is picked. People are coming, they're crowding to where I am. And I'm like, what the heck? So I'll move. I will move and then it will follow me and I've tested out and I'm like, I I don't know what that's about. Well, I realize they don't realize it, but they're drawn to your light. They don't realize it. Your vibration is higher. Oh my goodness. Okay. So if you guys ever do the Stairmaster, it should be called the Stair Monster. It's such a tough piece of cardio equipment. It really is. And no matter how in shape I am, that thing is a butt kicker. So the gym that I go to has four Stairmasters and they are divided. Like there's like an aisle between two of them. So there's two on one side, two on another side, and it's divided. So I get on the Stairmaster. I'm fighting for my life on that thing, guys. It's not fun. I'm breathing heavy. Um, I feel like I need to blow my nose. I'm huffing. It's just, it's ugly. It is an ugly ordeal. (laughs) I don't want anyone witnessing it. I don't want you around me. Let me just get this over with and get on with my day. So 
I don't really like to get on one if there's someone on the other side because they're close together and I don't really want someone there watching me or having to witness me fighting for my life on a freaking stair climber. Um, and so what I notice is I'll get on one and there's three, there's three others that are empty, you know, two on an opposite side of mine. Someone will always come on the one daggum right next to me. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> go on the other side. I'm fighting for my life here. This is serious. <laughs> um, but I've just gotten used to it. So people might stare at you a lot and they're drawn to you naturally. Here's the other piece of that. And this is a telltale sign. People just are drawn to you, to talk to you, to, to share intimate details, to share their life story with you when you didn't ask in every waking moment of your life. This has always been the case, even since I was little with me. And I mean, gosh, what was it? Like last week I went to the store and actually went to Walmart. Okay. I'm from Arkansas. I still shop at Walmart. I know people have their views about Walmart and Target or retail stores, but in this particular instance, I wanted some fiber wraps, the extreme wellness wraps. And the only place that sells them near me is Walmart. So I went so I was going down the aisle and this lady that worked there asked me if I needed a heater. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, do you need a heater? Because these heaters just got marked down from $99 to $19. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, in that case, yeah, I need a heater. <laughs> I didn't need a heater. But who knows? My daughter's going off to college. Maybe she'll need it. So I grabbed it. So I'm going down the aisle to look for the wellness wraps. And this lady, this random stranger just is like, how much did you pay for that heater? Or how much is that heater? And I'm like, what? And I'm looking around I'm like, oh, yeah, they're down this aisle and they're marked down $19. And then she just starts telling me, well, our house is poorly heated because it's a split level. And when we bought it, I mean, the story was so long and I'm just standing there like, uh, I, I just want to get my wellness wraps. I mean, I'm friendly, of course, but this is this is a pattern everywhere I go. So I tend to walk quickly. I want to get things done because I'm on a time frame, right? So it was just that day was so weird because then I'm going down to try to grab some um, body wash or something. And this stranger comes from around the corner. It's a sweet little lady. And she's like, ma'am, can you help me with something? And I'm like, what the, I don't work here. Like, I don't work here. But I'm like, me? And she's like, yeah, can you help me grab this thing from this top aisle? And I'm like, um, yeah, sure. So I'm following her. And then I'm thinking to myself, is this a um, sex trafficking trap? I know I'm not the age to get sex trafficked, but you know, like always that awareness that you have. Anyway, we go around the corner and there's something on the top aisle and she asked me to get it. I don't mind getting it. I'm not that tall guys. I'm only five, seven. Anyway. So I grabbed it for her. I'm like, yeah, no worries. And I'm like, what is going on? I just want to get out of this day. But I had had a healing the day before. So there's always these indicators and these clues. So then I'm like checking out and I'm trying to leave. And the door greeter is like, oh, you're going to love that heater. Okay, let me tell you something. When you get home, take it out and do this. And I'm standing there. I'm like, am I being punked right now? Am I being punked right now? Because I don't mind being friendly and I am friendly. But it's really, it, it becomes so noticeable and it stands out because it's so weird. It becomes weird. So I'm like, man, I need to get home. Like, like I just can't get things done. I mean, it's to the point where 
you know, when I'm getting home, I will pull into my garage and close the garage door before I go inside because I don't want to get stopped by neighbors and things like that. Although I love my neighbors and I want to be friendly, but again, it goes back to when you have things done and you're trying to be in a hurry, people are naturally drawn and they can't help themselves. Now, let me just go back. This has happened like, it's like I said, as long as I can remember. So even in work situations, you know, um, I had this one job where people just, I don't know what the deal was with that particular position that I had, but it was so bad. I couldn't even go to the to the restroom to wash out my darn protein drink without people coming in and dumping their stuff on me in the restroom while I'm just trying to wash out my darn protein cup so I can go back to my desk. And it, it just got to be too much. So again, it's because of your path and purpose that you bring light to people. Your vibration is high and they don't understand why they're drawn to you, but they just are. And you're a safe person to share with. You're a safe person to be around. And you have a healing property about you just because you are of the light. And if that's you, that is a sign that you are vibrating at a higher level. And if you're on this path, you know, I'm finding that that quality actually increases as the years go on because I'm still on the path and doing the work. It does increase. Oh my goodness. Here's another thing to notice. This is for the dating realm. Okay. Oh man. So when I started dating after I left the last relationship, um, so I took time to heal. So I gave myself, I was already checked out for a good three years of the relationship, but I waited for over a year of just being single and focusing on my spiritual path and all those things before I started dating again. So I noticed this pattern. So when I would go on dates and I met, there's beautiful people in the world, by the way, you know, like I hear people over and over just saying, Oh, all the good ones are taken. That's not true. There's billions of people on the planet and there are the most enlightened and beautiful men in the world. There really are. And I've met so many of them. They're just not my individual person. Cause I'm looking for something specific. So when I started dating, I would go on dates with people and I would have like a great time. And then the next day they would tell me that they were exhausted. And I thought it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> I thought it was the weirdest thing because after the date, you know, I would get the feedback. This happened with the, uh, let me see, yeah, over about a two month period. This happened with about three or four people consecutively. And I mean, I'm actually just meeting them for the first time. Like we're going to coffee or we're going to go to dinner and we're just enjoying each other's company. And you know what? My time is the most valuable thing I can offer. And I respect people for actually asking me to go meet up with them. And obviously there's a screening process that happens before then, but I'm so appreciative of their time and I'm engaged with them. And I want to show that I'm engaged with them. So it's always good conversations. It's easygoing, no problem. You know, but I, there's things that I will notice that I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. I already know that. But I really appreciate your time, blah, blah, blah. So I started noticing this thing where we would have a great time. And then they would like call or text after and say, oh my gosh, that was so great. I would love to see you again, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day they'll send me a message. I'm so exhausted today. <laughs> I got the biggest complex you would not believe. I'm like, oh, am I 
wearing people out? Like, what is it? Is it because my energy is high? I mean, what's the problem? And this healer that I work with, I, I actually like just reached out and said, hey, I'm getting a complex. I think I can't date because <laughs> something's happening. And he goes, Susan, you keep dating men who aren't spiritual. They cannot handle your light. And it was funny because I just didn't put two and two together. But he was like, listen, have you ever went to the beach and it just had the most beautiful day and you're in the sun and my God, it's so fun. But then the next day you feel like you were hit by a truck because you were in the, were in the sun too long. And I'm like, oh, he goes, yeah. So they're eating it up and they love it. They love the time. They love to be in your presence. But then their body has to integrate it, which is the same what I talk about when people want to climb the spiritual path really quickly and then your body takes a hit. Well, that's what was happening. And here's the thing with me, because I am a practical person in the past, I would date and be drawn to men who were not spiritual. They are open to spirituality, but they aren't deep into the practices the way that I am. So I would tend to be attracted to men who were fit and, you know, the muscles and because that's part of who I am. I want to be fit. For me, it shows discipline. For me, it shows taking care of your body. So that's an important element for me. But what I struggled to find in the past was someone who had both, who took care of their body, but also took care of their spirit. Um, And also I am attracted to masculine men because I have a military background. And what I found is that oftentimes in the spiritual realm, the men that were softer and more feminine were typically what were in the spiritual realm. But you know, that, that isn't true. I've met so many strong masculine men that are into spiritual development But at the time, I just wasn't aligning with those. But, you know, so this is just all, it's a learning process even for me. The other thing was, is that I actually enjoy spending time with men who are not into this type of work because I don't want to do this work in my personal life, which I know sounds really weird. But what I was finding, what was happening is, is like the ones that were spiritual, like I went on this date with this life coach. It was the most exhausting endeavor on the planet. I wanted to fall face forward into my drink and just run crying. It was so exhausting (laughs) because it's almost as though, because my personality is strong and my light is strong that when I would meet someone in this realm, it was almost like there was a competition. I don't want to do that. So what I would do is like go for people that are just strong and fit and successful and intelligent and they're focused on the physicality because if I'm up in the spiritual ethers they're the way they were so down on the ground it would actually pull me down and balance me that's kind of what the dynamic used to be but as I've evolved that's not gonna work anymore so you know it was okay for a time but you know, it's not going to work if every time they spend time with me, they're exhausted for three days. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I was, I was seeing someone, I was seeing someone for uh, about a year on and off. 
And I so enjoyed his company because he was such a kind and attentive person. So he paid close attention to me, which was really, really valuable because I pay attention to people. So again, it's like giving what you get and getting what you give. So he was paying close attention to the things that I liked. And he was really sweet, like catering that way. And we both like to eat. And um, so we like to have really good food. And we would like to hang out and watch shows together and it was such a in the body experience for me to just be able to like shut off the spiritual part even though I mean we know we can't always completely shut it off but you know it wasn't the same as going to meet with my pranic healing friends and then the whole thing is about evolution and it was a balancing thing and there was a lot of elements there that I would really desire in a long-term relationship so the ability to just relax and be my authentic self And the fact that we weren't really into like just crazy shenanigans. We just like to go eat delicious food, watch shows. We would laugh. It was so fun. But he wasn't on the spiritual path and he had some behaviors that were very damaging. So what I noticed, he was emotionally unavailable. And so it was very surface, but it was okay for me at the time because my life was so full with my daughter and I just couldn't, I didn't have a lot of emotional bandwidth or capacity to put much more on my plate. So I was completely consciously aware of what it was and I knew it wasn't going to be forever but I was okay with just the way it was because we get to make relationships whatever we want them to be there is no right answer it's what what is right for you and your answer and I don't fall into the paradigms of what people think I should do and should not do I'm going to do what I'm called to do and I'm going to consciously do it and I'm okay with that in any case what I noticed is when the heat got turned up he would crumble because he was emotionally unavailable and he did not know himself. So what he would do is just do distancing behaviors. And I mean, it's fine because my life is full outside of that. So as he's doing his distancing behaviors and life is squeezing him and he's becoming more and more unstable, he wasn't open or willing to do any of the things that I did. And I didn't offer or push because you have to find this path on your own. If you ask me, I will help you and I'm willing to share But I'm also not going to push. You know, I'm just not going to do that. That's not who I am. So (laughs) the more and more that I, I took class, I was taking pranic healing classes. So I'm evolving and getting higher and higher. And I noticed the more time that we would spend together, the more he would complain about being so utterly and physically exhausted after So I started to feel a little bit bad. And then (laughs) the person that does healing with me, was like, actually, this is really good for him. He doesn't realize it, but you are the light in his life. But you're also giving him a little bit of a healing crisis because the stuff, the emotions that he doesn't want to see are forcing out when you're with him and, you're, and, you know, when you're hanging out with him, even though we don't talk about it. It's just my presence alone. And so um, what I noticed, though, as, you know, like he had some work stuff and he wasn't willing to actually move through things. Instead, he would just like bottle up and close down, which is so destructive and actually really unattractive. (laughs) So I was like, and I don't think this is going to work anymore. And finally, um, the person that I work with was like, Susan, are we done with men who aren't spiritual yet? (laughs) Are you still set on only dating men who are in the world and not having a developed spiritual practice. And I'm like, he's like, cause you're getting to the point where it's just going to be unbearable for you. And I'm there now. I'm actually there now. So it's a journey. 
but I wanted to share this with you. Just notice the indicators. Just notice the indicators. You know, we all are on this path trying to figure it out as we go. And each evolution and each journey is perfect and it's all unique to you. And I share these things about my imperfect self and my qualities and my journey so that you can see and understand that it doesn't matter where you are. We still have things we have to work through. So that is all I wanted to share on that. Thank you for listening to my rants. I hope that my examples were relatable and helpful. And again, I just get on here and share from my heart. I share from my personal experience what's going on to let you know you're not alone. And hopefully you can take some of my examples and apply them to your own life. So the, the key is to keep, to keep vibrating higher and to realign with people who are on your level. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's the only way. Because otherwise, it's super, it's super miserable. <laughs> I know from experience. So let's go into a healing. You can uncross your arms and legs and begin to focus on your breathing. Okay, you can start coming back into your body. All right, everyone. Thank you so very much. If you're not on my mailing list, please do so over at blendedinsight.com on the front page. And I believe I let you all know, but I am offering packages now to make my private sessions a little bit more affordable for those who actually book regular sessions with me. So I wanted to also let you all know that. And what else? If you haven't left me a review on iTunes, I would appreciate it. And thank you for all the donations. You all are awesome. I really appreciate you. And I wish you a beautiful week. Take care. Bye-bye.